what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. This is officially episode number 100. Say what? (laughs) I feel like we should get an award for that. I mean, if nothing else, it just reveals that I am a consistent human and that you guys are appreciating what is happening here, what is filling your soul, feeding your soul, uplifting your soul. And I just want to give a humble thank you for tuning in to Spirit-Filled Real Talk. If you're new, hello, nice to virtually meet you. I'm Juliana. What we do here is we deliver Spirit-Filled Real Talk, just like it sounds. So this is Real Talk backed with scripture, back with the word of God, so that it can be practical wisdom that you can integrate into your life like yesterday, all right? (laughs) I am not one of those people that, that believes in unnecessary confrontation, but healthy confrontation. I also don't believe necessarily in tough love. I don't believe that we're changed by criticism, judgment, and punishment. A lot of times, it's love, right? So, that's, that's tough to keep your love on. So I give you a lot of practical truth to do that, but it's not coming from my own mouth. It's coming from the word, all right? So today, just to give you a heads up, this word starts with a bit of a downer, but it builds to an epic crescendo, okay? So just track with me. It gets better. <laughs> but I feel like it's so important for me to share on this because working with different folks as a coach I really see how how the struggle to show up or the struggle to grow through what we go through, the struggle to get clarity, which is its own vibe, okay? The struggle to really be excellent and show up and, and live from a place of power, right? We can be pitiful or powerful. We can't be both, right? And the, the decisions that we make drastically impact how we experience life. So I'm going to give a lot of context around that today, specifically my thoughts and the word on becoming, okay? So the downer is that my adoptive mother transitioned a week ago yesterday. So on June 1st, she transitioned. She got her wings and that was something that landed somewhat. (laughs) I think it's something that still requires a lot of processing on my Part. Fortunately, I had a lot of phone calls with different family members and was able to, to hold space and had space with myself and prayer time and really was just processing what that means and, and thinking of her, honoring her, remembering her, you know, just really sitting in it, sitting in it. So a little backstory part that's relevant is that my adoptive mother actually has been out of my life since I was 11. She had lost custody of us because of the disease of alcoholism. 
And unfortunately, we weren't allowed to see her, have visitation with her at all anymore. So from the age of 11 until now, I haven't had contact with her, literally haven't had conversations, haven't had a mother in my life in a lot of ways, which I feel like is is sad, right? There's There's some sort of finality in a sense when you're on Earth. Granted, we're not living for the earth, we're living for eternity, right? But there's some finality where you can't go and sit and talk with that person. Now it's it's strictly spiritual, right? But I can't fly, I can't have closure in a sense. You know, there, there's not that conversation as an adult. And I think that it's really sad where you can have somebody that's living but that doesn't know you. To me, that's sad, right? So I was sitting with it, however, and I really was reflecting on it in these different conversations that I had with family members. And I just thought, man, from an early age, literally at nine, I'm asking questions because of what I'm experiencing in the home. I'm asking questions like, why does life seem so hard? Like, why, you know, is is an alcohol bottle, <laughs> right? a choice over family, obviously as a child not understanding, right? You know, why is that that the outlet? It, there's gotta be another way, like this looks miserable. Like why would somebody choose pain and suffering? And the honest truth is nobody chooses that life necessarily. Like granted, yes, there there's nobody handing you that bottle in the first place. But when you get to some of these depths of addiction, it's it's real, right? And it can change your body. I believe deliverance has to happen. So that that was something that was really interesting. I'm, I was really reflecting as a child, what is the way? Like, this is not it, right? And I was determined to find it, determined to the point where people-pleasing, codependency, a lot of that stuff... Were, were learned behaviors just to survive in that time. And I also reflected that she was somebody that was always about doing extra in life, okay? Everything was next level from three course meals that we'd have, from how we have to clean the house, like literally scrubbing floorboards, <laughs> getting on top of those fans, right? from all the activities that we were part of, whether it was Girl Scouts, dance classes, soccer practices, we were in all the things from, you know, having a garden and being outside, living in the country. There was just so much attention to detail, right? Like there was this desire to really do things next level, which reflecting on that could be perfectionism gone bad, (laughs) right? But that, there's so much beauty in that, right? This attention to detail. And then also thinking about legacy and choice. I think at a very young age, I saw a lot of gaps, right? I saw that our family doesn't communicate. I saw that we repress pain and that doesn't make it go away. That just makes it come out and manifest in really funky ways. And I saw a, a lot and it really made me aware of legacy early. So in honoring my adoptive mom, right? Like, think about it. I don't believe that things that happen in life are random, right? So from my birth mom turning me over to my adoptive mom and then having this family, however much we wrestled and different things that we worked through, this is still a figure in my life. This is still somebody that had impact and influence in my life. This is still somebody that shaped me into the woman that I am today. And so I honor her 
right? And I honor the struggle and I I choose to forward the legacy. Okay, this this is a foundation, right? And I can take it further. I'm determined to take it further because I can either choose a similar path or I can choose something new, okay? Now, I will say <laughs> that that is not something that I could do in my own strength. Enter God, right? Like my relationship with God is where I really had the freedom to not people please, to not be codependent, to not continue patterns in my family line, to ensure that things stop with me, to establish a new legacy, right? To to live a life that is the abundant life that John 10, 10 talks about, right? Because from glancing at her life, that doesn't look like abundant life, right? Who am I to judge, right? But I'm determined because of seeing the pain and the hurt that there's more, that, that that is not a life that I have to choose or that I have to settle for. And I'm determined to go after the more that's there for me, right? Or to be really clear about my call and purpose here on the earth for such a time as this, right? So all that to say, it made me very grateful to sit and reflect on memories that I had, to be so grateful for how that shaped me, no matter how painful that was. I have been so determined my whole life to do the hard inner work, to not run, to not find a crutch, to not numb out, but to do the work, right? To to heal trauma, right? To, to learn how to manage emotions, to pull down, right? Every thought that's exalting itself above the truth, to cast that down, to shift belief systems that do not serve me, right? To do that inner work that nobody claps for, okay? That's because of her influence in my life. And so I'm so, so grateful and just sending so much love and blessing to those that, you know, have similar stories for sure. But I wanted to start with that because that, again, radically impacted how I choose to live my life and show up every day and who I choose to become, right? I don't want to pour my power, my life, right? All of the energy, resources, tools that God has given me into something that is going to destroy me, okay? I'm very aware of that and very intentional about that. I am going to seek after God, right, with all my heart. I'm going to learn the tools. I'm going to apply the tools and I'm going to get busy about his business in the world because everything else seems like vanity to me, right? And that requires just humble surrender. I'm not somebody that's high and mighty or knows what that looks like from day to day, right? I'm just open to what God tells me to do and how the spirit leads one day at a time and one moment at a time and one step at a time. Okay, so for what that's worth, I was thinking a lot about becoming, about becoming. And in the work that I do as a coach, that's that's a lot of it. That that first part, and it can seem like you're not getting anywhere. It can seem like you're digging deep. It can be painful. It can feel vulnerable. You can feel weak. It can be scary. It can bring up all sorts of things that are uncomfortable to look at, uncomfortable to feel, and it can feel messy. All right. And often in life, it's the messy middle. <laughs> Right? Like it's the part that we don't like to talk about. We don't put it on social media. We'd rather run from it. Okay. But whatever you run from, you eventually have to go back to. All right. (laughs) And this time with God. So 
With that, I wanted to provide some tools and some practical wisdom for you to implement in your own life when you think about the legacy that you're here to create, the foundation that you have, whether or not that be solid, the foundation that you're building for the next generation to leap off of, right? If you haven't, it's never too late to begin, start today, right? But to really give you some depth to process this, and this is gonna be one of those that you're probably gonna wanna listen to again or be able to pause and take some notes and, and just be guided through it, okay? So this is gonna sound weird, but <laughs> in I guess I was, this must have been in my undergraduate, okay? So I got an undergraduate degree in journalism. That was one of my degrees. And in my first year of undergrad, one of the assignments they had us do felt so crazy at the time, but I can see the power of it today. But they had us write out our obituary. Yeah. For real, for real. They had us write out our obituary. And if that does not wake you up, man, I don't know <laughs> what will wake you up, right? So there's also, I think it's Joel Osteen, says that he does this as a daily practice. He said this in one of his sermons that, or maybe he was being interviewed, but that he actually reads the obituaries every day because it's a reminder for him to show up for him to embrace life, to have the right attitude, to, to set his mind on things above, not on earthly things, right? So he does this as a practice. <laughs> Just like you would get your daily news, he's reading obituaries, which I find fascinating, right? But when you think about an obituary, what do you want highlighted in there? What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say about you? right? What do you want your life to have meant or, or to stand for? I think a lot of times when I'm working with folks, we live fairly shallow, okay? The word actually tells us, teach us to number our days. In a, in a sense, teach us to not take them for granted. Take up, teach us to show up fully in these days that we're given because ultimately we don't know right? We're not, we don't know how many days we're going to be given, right? We don't put the breath in our lungs. We don't wake ourselves up in the morning, right? Th those are all our first blessings that we can be praising God for, right? So think about that. If you have found yourself going through the motions, you don't know what this season about, you're getting caught up in the mundane, maybe you're teetering into, you know, not focusing on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. You might be falling in some selfishness or some victim thoughts. We are all prone to these things. But this is a great exercise, strangely enough, to pull you right out of that, all right? Because even now, you can be working towards making adjustments that will help you get to that end result while you're on Earth. Again, we're living for eternity, okay? But how do you really want your impact, your influence, your legacy to be built while you're here? What are you pursuing? What are you running after with diligence, right? What are you prioritizing? What are your habits, right? Think about that. Think about that 
And then what you would do with that is you would reverse engineer. Okay, so if that is who I want to become, if that's what I want my life to be about, what do I need to start doing every day to ensure that is possible? Okay, and these can be aha moments like, man, like I don't even acknowledge people when I go to the grocery store. I'm not even present at the grocery store, right? I'm in my like own world. I don't care about the humans that are there, <laughs> right? I'm just getting mine and getting out of there, right? Maybe it's something as subtle and impactful as shifting that. Maybe it's being more kind wherever you go, offering a word of encouragement. Maybe it's being present and in the moment. And if you're not really practiced in that, learning how to be present, right? Maybe it's having a spirit-led life rather than living a flesh-driven or carnal life. Maybe it's embracing the wonderful new life God has given you, right? And the new mercies that are available to you every day. Maybe it's stopping the search for all the things in the world that you can acquire and attain and getting with God and getting his wisdom and direction every day, right? These things can be subtle, but they have mega impact, okay? I remember the the quote that people aren't really remembering what you do necessarily, but they remember how you make them feel. I remember hearing that very young and I thought about that and I was like, yes, like... (laughs) That's so true, right? And if you don't like how you feel, you can start changing what your vibe is. That's what I love to learn about, research, master in. That's my jam, right? Making sure that your frequency is in check. That really is our influence, right? Every day anyway. And that builds and has a cumulative effect, all right? But think about it. How are your kids experiencing you? How, how are the people that you're working with experiencing you? What are you sowing into or pouring into these people? Because it will bear fruit. There will be a harvest of whatever we're sowing into people, right? Think about that. Th- these things matter. So think about that. So that's how you can shift that. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a deep exercise. It's a really, really deep exercise, but it's an important one. So that's something that I would do. If you want to go to the step of actually writing out your obituary, you can do that as well. It's different than just writing a letter to yourself, but it really brings perspective and context. Am I leading and living a life that aligns with that or not? Super humbling. Okay, next. (laughs) This is a boundary list for lack of a better name for this, but create a list of boundaries. Because here's the thing, if you do genuinely do and show up for that first step, you're going to need boundaries. A lot of times we recognize that we need boundaries when we feel like we're being challenged in a relationship. That's when we notice it. It can happen in a work environment. But when we experience something that's uncomfortable, a lot of times it's a boundary that needs to be established, possibly a boundary that wasn't communicated. It's really opening the door for us to put healthy guardrails, if you will, in our life. So I used to do a ton of road trips, okay? And so there's some states that you can drive through, you probably know, (laughs) which is crazy, right? Like you're driving next to a cliff, pretty much, that just has a wire net covering big boulders. And I'm like, really? Like, how do you figure? How does that even work? Okay. (laughs) Right? Has anyone studied geology? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Takes a little shift and that whole thing could come down right on your car. So that is interesting, right? 
And then sometimes you can be driving and there's no guardrail, right? And you're like looking over a cliff and it's a super narrow road. Picture like Jamaica, okay? This does not feel safe at all, especially if it's dark, right? So guardrails and these crazy wire nets are there for protection, okay? They're there so that, you know, we don't get crushed. They're there so we don't fly off a freeway. It's important and we need them in our life too. Think about your yard, okay? We have a fence a lot of times to establish where our boundaries are with our house, where our yard lines are, what we're gonna take care of, and what is our neighbors to take care of, okay? That way we don't just step into each other's space. And so we need that as well. Think about it, we need boundaries around our heart, we need them around our emotions, we need them around what we're exposing ourselves to, we need them around our thought life, we need them with relationships, okay? Typical example, one could be, I have a boundary, no gossip. Not here for it, not here for it. If you can't say it to my face, you shouldn't be saying it behind my back, straight up, right? So if that's a boundary that I have, then that needs to be communicated though. I can't just assume that other people are gonna get that. So if I notice that other people are into gossip or they wanna do it in my presence, then I need to communicate that I'm not going to engage in this. Can we change the topic? If you want to continue, then I'm going to leave, okay? So that then sends a strong message that, not a slap on the hand, like you can totally engage in that, but I'm not going to, okay? So I'm exercising self-control with me. Now, <laughs> right, there, you got to follow through on the boundaries, okay? You can't be strong on it one day and off the next day. An example, there could be boundaries around how you take care of yourself, how much sleep you get, the words that you speak over your life, the conversations that you're having, right? When you know words are powerful, literally words create worlds, they create our reality, right? When we know that they're that powerful and we're actually here to rule and reign in life and to speak and declare, right, royal decrees that will come to pass because God's word doesn't return void, then we're not gonna be careless with our words, okay? Again, this is no judgment and no condemnation, but you've got to know what your boundaries are so that you can be fixed and focused on the race that you're here to run, okay? Because a lot of times we can get uber clear on, on what it is now that we want to do or how we're being led to live our life, but you best believe that there's going to be temptation, there's going to be counterfeit, there's going to be distractions, many things that will get us out of running the race that will help us lose our focus if we allow them to. So you've got to plan in advance, okay? Don't think that you're above temptation. It came to Jesus also, and he just kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. So an example, if you don't know the word and you can't say it is written, <laughs> that might be a boundary that you need. You might need to make time. There's the saying, word before world. There might be a non-negotiable for you to spend time with God every day and get in the word every day, first thing, before the world starts trying to take control over you so that you remember that you're an influencer of the world, not somebody that's infected by it, right? So come up with a list, just brain dump them first, all right, of all of the boundaries that you can think of. Taking the work further, it would be study scripture in those areas and be able to speak and to declare it. Because this is not something that you expect to do in your own strength or in your own understanding. God shows up strong in our weakness. 
and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So this is not something that you white knuckle. This is not something that you figure out. This is something that you humble yourself to do with God. And we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So as you study scripture around these areas, okay, about taking care of this body and this vessel that you've been given, about renewing your mind, about your attitude, right? All of these things involve our inner life, about the fruit of the spirit, right? You start to develop and change by practicing these things, okay? So we're transformed when we're exposed to the word. And then as we walk it out by faith, we're given Holy Spirit empowerment to walk these things out, supernatural empowerment, okay? So that's number two. And then lastly, number three, your final tip on applying a practice for becoming. This one is getting clear on that thing that you really are led to do. But you could be, not saying that you are, but you could be, not you, probably somebody that you know, could be (laughs) saying, oh, when this happens, then I will. When I have X amount of dollars, then I will. When I get these resources, then I will. When when I have like a divine connection that can help me, then I will. When I get past this thing, then I will, right? Whatever that thing is, reflect on this thought. Anytime, right, I've interviewed folks. <laughs> it's a weird jam of mine, right? Anytime I've interviewed folks, particularly those that are older in years on earth, right? There's very wise counsel that comes out of their mouth, right? Love being mentored by older folks. But what I hear often is when they're reflecting back on their life, they don't want to, but some do, look back and say, man, I wish I would have gone for it. I wish I would have trusted my instincts or trusted my gut rather than listening to the opinions of man. I wish I wouldn't have let, you know, a man control my life. I wish I would have been independent, right? I wish I would have understood what marriage was supposed to be about. I wish I would have invested in my dreams. I wish I would have developed a relationship with God, right? Like they have these things that they wish they would have done, okay? Because there actually is nothing, in my opinion, Well, there are, but it's really, really heartbreaking. The pain of regret, super, super heartbreaking. And that a lot of times is something that we have control over. We don't like to admit it, but it is something that we have control over. The things that we're led to pursue, they're scary. They're bigger than us. Apart from God, we can't do them, right? However, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And there's things that that God has planned for us to do before we were born, okay? So getting with God and really discovering what those things are and running after them with all of our hearts will be scary, but it will be the most brave, bold, courageous, fulfilling work that we could ever do. And it will give us the peace of mind knowing, right, that we didn't have a question mark, right? We, we didn't have regret. We didn't have these things that we were led to do, but we put them off, okay? So think about that and and bring that to God and be in prayer about that and ask what your next step is and move towards that next step, right? 
because that speaks volumes. For example, if you do have kids and they see you going after their dreams, that will do wonders for them because they watch what you do, not what you say. Okay, <laughs> so if they see that you're you're cowering or you're shying away from things or you're you're really protective of different things, right? They're gonna start modeling that as well. Strangely enough, okay. So think about those things, and I do want to offer a couple of words here on becoming, just to give some context from the word, as I promised. All right, so. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man may boast. All right? I highlight this one on becoming because, again, in the world, the pattern is hustle, 10x, right? It's fast. It's like the tortoise and the hare, right? And it's this lie that the faster you go, the more successful you'll be. Says who? Says who? Okay? (laughs) Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm just saying, all right? But it's by grace through faith. That's the way. When you think about steps of running a race, ding, 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 ding. Faster than that probably, right? But one step, grace. Next step, faith. One step, grace. Next step, faith, right? Think about that. How are you running? Are you running by pressure, force, control, manipulation? What are you doing? Okay? This is how you can apply the word to your life. You can noodle it, run it over in your mind, meditate on it, okay? Ephesians 4.14, Ephesians in general is powerful, but this is another one, Ephesians 4.14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. E. Right? So we're actually supposed to be firmly rooted and grounded in God. We're supposed to have a knowledge of his word and have his word stored up in our his in our hearts so we can call on it when we need it. We're not supposed to be tossed to and fro by circumstances, by conditions, by opinions of man, by different things that are happening. We're supposed to be strong and rooted. Okay? We're supposed to look different. Think about that. And we have tools to do it. Now, will we practice them? Will we wield the sword of the spirit? Will we walk out and live from righteousness, right? Or will we try to to run after things and try to prove to people how awesome we are? If we know we're awesome, we don't have to do any of that. Frees up a lot of energy. All right, Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So on becoming, why that one is important is that everybody is on their own journey of becoming. Who are we to judge and criticize where we're at? That's actually not our role. Only God can judge. Only God knows truly what's going on in man's heart, okay? Our job is to love, to encourage, to build up, to inspire, to motivate, right? To point people to God. Our our job is not to control, to manipulate, to, to fix people, to make them more like us. That's not it at all. Our job is not even to, to prove how awesome we are. It's not it at all, <laughs> right? We're supposed to be known by our love, okay? And, and by the fruit. And the fruit will speak for itself. We don't have to praise ourselves, right? Let man do that for you. You do not have to ever praise yourself or boast, okay? Meekness is not weakness. All right, This is a great one for anybody that really wants to work on health or their body. 
and get a better perspective on that. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body, okay? Think about that. How I apply that, I think about foods that I'm eating. Are they going to energize me? Are they going to bring clarity to my mind? Is it going to affect my digestion in some kind of way? Is it going to make me feel lethargic? Is it going to make me want to go take a nap, right? (laughs) Is this bringing me life or is this bringing me destruction? Think about that. All right. And then I will give you another word and leave you with this. Okay. This is a perfect example on becoming. All right. It's John 15, 1 to 27. I'm just going to read a little piece of it. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Are you getting it? We're going to be pruned no matter what. (laughs) So the key on becoming is to abide in God. Abide in God because he is the source of our strength. He is the one that empowers us with spiritual empowerment, wisdom, discernment, clarity, understanding, knowledge. He will reveal and point us to those that will help us, those that can guide us, the tools and the resources that we're ready for and that we can engage in. Maybe the the new learning that he wants us to learn, the therapist that he wants us to work with, right? The healing program that he wants to go through, whatever that happens to be, if we will seek him with all of our hearts, if we will ask, if we will seek, if we will knock, he will answer. He will answer, right? And he wants us healed and hold and living out of the resurrected life that he's given us, right? More than we do. So that should be really affirming, okay? So recap, when you think about the life that you're living and the life that you actually want to lead and live and the legacy that you want to gift to this world as a return on investment for the life that God has given you, what comes up for you? Journal that out. Then come up with a list of boundaries to protect that life because your life is precious. All right. And then number three, think about that next thing that you're led to do. Whatever it is that you've been putting off, that's typically where God starts. (laughs) Right. If you hadn't been hearing God, what was the last thing he told you? Meet him there and see what happens. All right. Those are just some thoughts on becoming. I encourage you to even look up scripture in this area and study and meditate on that as well. But I hope this equipped and empowered you in a relevant, fresh, and new way. If it did, do a gal a favor. Subscribe to the channel. I'd love to continue offering these episodes that you can listen to in your commute or while you're cooking, while you're out on a run, whatever you're doing to really build up you and your faith. So be sure to copy the link, share it with a friend, subscribe, comment, all the things, and then stay tuned. I have some exciting things launching this month. I'm kind of on the low down here, but stay tuned. If you're not on my newsletter yet, make sure that you go to julianapage.com and put your information in there. I'm not a spammer, don't worry, but you will be the first to know about the new things that are coming out this month. So be sure to do that. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.